Hello, beautiful. You are listening to Mind Body Clarity. I am Amber Price, and I help women just like you reclaim your personal power by developing your intuition so that you can align authentically to a lifestyle that you create and design through empowered choices. I am going to share tips and strategies to help you live in alignment with your authentic self and feel empowered to make decisions with clarity. Let's go. As a psychic medium, we talk about things like being sensitive to energy, the energy of others, the energy of self, the universe, our workplace, traffic, public places, and so on. But as a psychic medium, I have always been sensitive to anything. One of the most sensitive things that I can explain to you right now, because I'm going through it again, is the hypersensitivity to my overall wellness, my body, my health, any illness, any uh, injury, and even treatments, diagnostic testing, medications, for sure. So when I talk about being sensitive, I mean, I'm sensitive to everything. I'm sensitive to the neighbor down the street. I'm sensitive to the energy of the people in my backyard. I'm sensitive to clients. And I could be sensitive to a friend that I'm seeing later in the day, and I'm already connecting to their energy. Now, most of these sensitivities are great. It's actually how I navigate being human to be able to connect to other people. And when I am picking up on other people's energy, it's because their energy has been put out into the universe. It has been put out larger than themselves. So when I'm picking up on, say, the energy of someone down the street, it's because they have expanded their energy to allow themselves to be seen, heard, or acknowledged. They might be thinking that they're doing it like to another person in their house or something, or they might be angry at the world, the government, society, whatever, Um, but someone who's sensitive to energy will feel that. Now today, I don't really want to talk about the energy I'm sensitive to because I do love that and I use it, like I said, to to be human and I find that it's always for the, the highest good. It's always something that's teaching me or helping me evolve or helping me understand how to help clients because usually when I'm feeling something later in the day, I'll have a client and I'll be like, wow, this is what I was feeling earlier, which helps me put the message together and deliver it with clarity for them. But what I've been dealing with my whole entire life, now by my whole entire life, I mean as early as I can remember in this lifetime as a child, how sensitive I am to my body. So it started when I was little where certain fabrics would make me feel irritable, itchy, um, It's a joke, actually, in my family, because when I was a little girl, I'm talking toddler, like I just learned to walk and, you know, back in the day, and I'm not going to say how old I am, but you all know, I um, had... You know, you dress little girls up with beautiful dresses and bows and, and, um, what do you call those things? Like not pantyhose, but like 
nylons or leotards or something. I can't remember what they're called. Anyways, so I'd have all that on. I'd have beautiful shoes, the nylons, the or the tights or whatever you call them, and then a beautiful dress, my hair done, and I was I was ready to go to the party. But it was it became a joke because my mom and dad would get me all dressed up and before I even got to the front door of where we were going, I was already stripping off my clothes because I couldn't take it. And it's funny, not funny, but you know, anytime I try to get dressed up, it's when can I get these things off? Feeling constricted, certain types of materials, um, like who invented nylons anyway? I mean, they're so constricted. (laughs) I I can't take it. But anyways, so just the texture, the pressure, um, the, the fit, the size, like if anything was too droopy or too tight or like a little bit up in my, you know, arm area or like anything today, even today, all of those things are true. And especially anything that is touching my neck. You will never find me wearing a turtleneck. You'll never find me wearing a scarf unless it's something that I can like pull right down and it's not constantly touching my neck. I could go to the dentist and they put that bib on you and they always pull that paper right up above your neck so that they can lay all their tools on your body as if it's like their own personal tool bench. But the energy coming from the instruments and the 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 texture and the touch of the sensation of the paper bib on my neck is too much. Like it actually induces so much energetic overload that It's probably the only reason I don't like going to the dentist. Now, I do every nine months, but I don't enjoy that part. Now, because I'm an empath and I am sensitive to other people's energies, when I do go to places like dentist office or ultrasound, uh, x-ray, hospitals, clinics, things like that, I'm not only dealing with my own health and wellness, But I'm also sensitive to picking up other people's energy and the things that they're struggling with. So it's kind of like, you know, a (laughs) double, double duty there, right? Like I have to go through this twice or 27 times, depending on who is there and what's going on. And then the energy and maybe stress that's going on with the actual practitioners and staff members as well. Because let's not forget them. And as a matter of fact, most people feed off of the leaders, right? So if you're going into a hospital and you're greeted by a triage uh, person or security or the admitting clerk or a doctor or a, um, a lab tech, and there's any hint of snarkiness or tiredness or illness or anything, most people react to that and respond to it in a way where they now start feeling that way and they start to um, behave like in reaction to that. Most people don't understand what's happening, but I've been doing it for so long that I can see exactly what happens and when. So if you already have somebody who's coming in because they've got a broken arm, And you've got an admitting clerk who's just, you know, maybe pulled three 12-hour shifts in a row and she's done. She's exhausted. And you can tell she's just pulling everything together to rally to get through her day. And she's not as empathetic or compassionate as that person who's got a broken hand wants, expects, or desires her to be. 
then you automatically have a difference in the shift of energy, which then starts to have this need for signs that say we do not tolerate negative or abusive patients. And it's the same thing because we don't want to tolerate negative or abusive staff either. But you can see along the way where this energy starts to really come into play, as well as the identification of when we are sick, tired, overworked, burnt out, um, whether it's mental, emotional, physical, uh, anxiety, pains, stresses, illnesses, whatever, our energy is not as grounded as it should be. It's not as healthy as it could be. And so when you have any kind of variance in that healthy, well-balanced energy, there is always opportunity for things to go sideways. Now, again, most people are very unaware that that's what's happening within them. But I'm someone who has noticed this very early in my life. I can tell my parents when I was a child that I was feeling uneasy because I knew that someone was coming for a visit and in order for that person to come for a visit, we had to clean the house. And in order to clean the house, it became stressed because we were running out of time. I could pick up on all of that and it made me feel uneasy. And then I could see that that created, you know, like anxiousness or um, dis-ease in me energetically. Now, so I talked about, you know, even as young as I can remember, me being sensitive to fabrics, the clothing, things like that. But also, I can't take scents. Like, I cannot have somebody wearing cologne or perfume or essential oils or having things diffused in the air, um, air fresheners. I'm very sensitive to cleaning chemicals and that kind of stuff. So it is always a balance between finding something that's going to be pleasing without it being causing me to be too oversensitive and actually getting sick from it. Many people who are very sensitive to energy or are psychic, a medium, whatever you want to call it, they often have allergies, autoimmune disorders. They often have things, well, for instance, myself, I have fibromyalgia and chronic pain and neuralgia, and I am sensitive to things. So for instance, I might, my husband might want to hug me, and even the hug could send like electrocution bolts through my body. If I move my head the wrong way, I could I could be seriously injured for months at a time. So the way that I carry my energy, the way that I manage energy by allowing who I want and what I want into my aura, and how I remove anything that no longer serves or should not be there is a very important daily practice for me. So when I manage my energy and being hypersensitive to things, I have to know what works for me. I have to know that I have to do Uh, maybe a meditation, or I have to ground myself, or I have to make sure that if I'm up for a busy day, I'm going to be dressed in my yoga pants and a hoodie because I'm going to have a very comfortable day dealing with what is going to keep me super busy so that I feel grounded and I feel empowered and I feel comfortable so my body is not irritated or activated 
by the other things that I have to participate in so that I can live meaningfully and also participate in life the way that I desire to. When we become out of balance with those things is when we start to struggle with being able to show up for ourselves in the way that we want to because our illness or our injuries or our unwellness takes precedence over that. We we did not balance it out or we are not balancing it out. Now, there are many things that we should be doing. There's so many things that we should be doing in terms of keeping ourselves healthy and balanced and stuff. And there are things that are genetic that come to you as a disease or a syndrome or whatever. Um, but I'm talking about specifically me as a psychic medium, someone who's sensitive to energy, who is also sensitive to every other thing connected to um, my human experience. So early on, I knew that I wasn't someone that could take medications very well. It was actually my dentist who told me when I was about nine years old, I had to have a filling, I think, and um, or maybe a tooth was being removed. I can't quite remember because I was young. What I do remember is my, my um, jawline, like my gum line, was too small for the amount of teeth I was supposed to be able to have. So as a child, I was given a lot of um, local anesthetic to do whatever I had to have done. And I dreaded it, of course, because the sounds made me like twinge and the smell of a dentist office and the the weight and oh my goodness, like the, the like, ugh. anyways, all those things I was sensitive to. So it just really made me like turn inside out with that. I'm not even afraid of the dentist. I I love going to get my my teeth cleaned. It feels great. It seems to be just like the fact that I'm so sensitive to these things. Like if when they press your gums to see how your gums are, if they're healthy, it's like even that one little press on one part of my gum could send um, shockwaves through my whole body. And then it takes me three weeks to recover from it. It's like, it's ridiculous, honestly. But I know I'm not the only one. And that's why I'm talking about it today is because I I want people to be aware that there are other reasons for the way that we allow experiences into our lives and the way that we also react or behave or respond to things that we, we're not really sure why. we It just is. So it was my dentist who told me that I was like, in his words, he's like, you're a cheap drunk. And I laughed because I didn't know what he meant. I was only young. And uh, I think he was telling my mom and my mom kind of, you know, went, ha ha. And then I said, mom, what does that mean? And she says, well, what he meant was it doesn't take a lot of, of anesthetic for you to start to feel the effects of it. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I remembered that. And Every single time I went somewhere and needed something done, I would say, I'm, I'm a cheap drunk. But I didn't really know what that meant. So now that I know, being someone who doesn't even drink, it's hilarious. But that's another thing. I can't tolerate alcohol. And I've never been somebody who wanted to be out of control with their with their energy, like with in terms of like drugs and alcohol or feeling like doing um crazy death-defying acts like jumping out of a plane or anything like that that would cause like an adrenaline rush like I can't take it 
So I don't like being out of control, but I also don't like what it does to my body. So for a long time, I was telling all these people I'm a cheap drunk as a kid, and so they would laugh. And what that meant was I couldn't take the normal dose of things. Like if I was supposed to take acetaminophen and you could take, you know, 250 milligrams or something, I would be trying to cut that in in thirds. And a third of that dosage would be enough for me and still probably make me feel a little bit dizzy. And so it didn't matter what it was. Someone could pop a bunch of acetaminophen and not even make an effort. Like I know um, my husband is a redhead and he like is immune to some of the things that they give him. I remember um, on the opposite side, although he's a sensitive to energy, he also is as a redhead genetically I don't know. Um, He can't take certain medications because they do not have the same effect on him where it's almost like I get it for both of us. (laughs) Um, Anyways, so when I get like something that's supposed to last for four to six hours, it sometimes lasts for two days. So I know that when I'm talking to my physicians about my health care, it's a struggle because they say, Based on your height, your weight, your age, this is the a recommended dosage. So I have to give this to you because this is best practice. This is what I'm supposed to do. So they think, who do you think you are that you know that this is going to be the right thing to do? I'm the doctor. You're the patient. I'm going to do what I think is best. And although that's true in so many ways, I've also had many years of learning what my body can do and being somebody's guinea pig that I want to advocate for myself and still feel empowered and supported to know that I'm not going to leave there being messed up for weeks or days or months because somebody didn't want to hear me out. So it is a balancing act between trying to explain to someone that I am sensitive to anything to do with my body. I know things that People think I shouldn't know. And what I mean for that specific statement was there have been so many times where I have been debilitated by pain and I've gone and I've said, this is what I'm experiencing. And they've ordered tests and the tests come back and they might say, there is this, but there's no way you should even feel that. And I'm like, okay, however, I do feel it. I reported it to you. So obviously it is a thing. I'm not saying, oh, I might have pain somewhere. I'm saying I have pain in my neck. This is where it is. And I point to it. And when you come back with the results and this is where you're saying that is something wrong, but how did I feel it? This is what I mean. I'm super sensitive. I know my body. And I've been working with clients for so long and just interacting with humans for so long that I am very well aware that there are a lot of people out there just like me that have the same struggle where they're trying to say, I feel this or this doesn't feel right or something is wrong with me. But what I also know is that the medical professionals are doing the best that they can with what they have in terms of knowledge and and awareness and stuff. And they're doing a good job in trying to make it an inclusive thing and listening to their patient and, and giving a unique care plan. But when you start talking about being sensitive to things and, and feeling, feeling off about something and can't explain why, or doesn't match the science to what they are seeing, it can become very frustrating. So, 
you know, there's, I can list 75 things that have happened with my physical body where I have felt it or I have known something is wrong or I knew this, this was happening and I had to push and advocate for myself to get a diagnosis. And at the end of the day, I always got one, but it always seemed to be a challenge to get there. Now, what another struggle is, is once you have a diagnosis, then all of a sudden now there's a care plan in place of here's the things that you can be doing. Now let's talk about physiotherapy and massage and reflexology. Anything where there's a practitioner touching your physical body or is in your energy body, your aura. Now, as a sensitive person, I remember going, I was about 15, 16 years old. Oh, I was about 16, 17 years old when I had a knee injury and I needed to go for massage, uh, sorry, um, physiotherapy to um, help with an injury that I had from biking. And I knew that I was going to have trouble because the particular person that was doing um, the manipulation of my joint and, and trying to heal and help me work through the exercises, I was picking up their energy so much that what was happening was their energy was seeping out into my energy. So I would go in, yes, although struggling with pain and trying to, you know, be there to want to heal, I all of a sudden left feeling very depressed about things that I didn't even have an experience with. And like I was drained, like energetically drained. Like I'd go home and have to have a nap and then I feel grumpy. And like it was just, there were so many times where it was just, I was just like, it was almost like he like he plugged into me by by entering into my energetic vibration, then touching the physical part of my body, my knee, and then transferring his energy into mine. Now, of course, I'm an empath, so I'm somehow inadvertently um, absorbing his energy into mine. So did it help me? Did it help my health? No, it did not. It didn't. Now, how do you explain that to, you know, medical practitioners. How do you explain like, well, this particular person's energy is infringing on mine. I'm picking it up. And now this is no longer a therapeutic thing for me. This becomes where I am now carrying way too much. So um, there were things that also had the opposite effect where there were actual really good healers. I had a massage therapist for a period of time. That particular person was a very natural healer. So wherever her hands went, she was healing. I also feel like I probably was maybe pushing out too much energy towards her. And then she probably felt drained afterwards because there was a lot of everything coming out and off of me and like me wanting my angels and guides to be there and be like, it's a lot. So I feel like probably it exhausted her, but at some points too, like, it, when two healers come together, when two psychics come together, when two light workers come together or more, it becomes, yes, it is like a great exhaustion. It's like overwhelming. It's such healing. It's like, it's so powerful where you become like almost vibrating from the amount of energy that's there that's happening. So it's really magnificent. And it's something that, you know, I've learned to do over my lifetime. So every so often, I am greeted with a new doctor who wants to try to change my regiment of my healing and my medications and things that I have found that have worked for me with my heart, with my asthma, with my lungs, with my my muscles, with my discs, with my bones, with my freaking everything that I've got going on, and they want to change it up again. 
But what happens is I'm, I'm the one that ends up suffering from it because all of the other things are having adverse effects on me, like severe, um, side effects that create me to have a lower quality of life. And then I end up having to go and advocate for myself to get back to it because certain medications, certain treatments, certain people, certain, um, makeups of things are very difficult to allow my body to process. Um, so something that again, might be an easy walk in the park for you or for the next person might be something that's going to mess me up for days or weeks or months following that. So I avoid really hot, direct, sunny days. I make sure that I have my sunscreen on, which also has to be, um, you know, not too greasy, not too thick, not too heavy. It also has to be non-fragrant. I have to make sure that when people are coming to my house, please don't wear any fragrance because like I'm literally going to be down and out for weeks out of this. Um, when I'm picking cleaners and I have people coming to help with my house, I have to make sure that, you know, everything is, is as set up as possible. Like windows are open and, um, the air purifier is on. Now it's, it's gotten more sensitive as I've gone on. Like when I was younger, I'm even talking like, even like three, four years ago, I wasn't this sensitive where I was like setting boundaries so hard about this. I would just suffer through it, but I'm not doing that anymore. And nor should you, if you know that you are sensitive to something or something doesn't make you feel good, or it's going to take you time to do, or you know that if you do a, B and C, that you're going to be more protected and balanced and grounded. If you go and do the thing that you know, you need to do, then do it. Allow yourself the time, the space and the energy to do it because it's only going to help you in the long run. In no way, shape, or form is this conversation that we're having today replacing medical or mental health professional advice. This is nothing like that. I'm just sharing my own personal experience that I also happen to know a lot of um, people that are also very sensitive to energy have also experienced some of these things. And if it sounds like something that you're going through, then let me know. We can have a conversation because understanding energy is more than just thinking that you see a spirit or talking to a spirit guide or picking up on your neighbor's bad mood. It is also about how sensitive you are to picking up on your own body, your own emotions, and your own overall wellness so that you can understand how you work and that you can advocate for yourself and make your life a little bit easier. So I hope that helped, but until next time, have a great day. You just listened to Mind Body Clarity with Amber Price. Please head over to www.amber dashprice.com to check out more information. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share or rate it. See you next time.